So guess what? I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care is partnered with Buoy Hydration Products. Buoy is a really cool new invention. How does how is it different, first off, from all other hydration products that are out there? Buoy likes to call themselves easy squeezy electrolytes. Let's be honest. Most of the time, if you look out on the market for products that, quote, keep you hydrated, it usually comes in the form of a powder or a pill or a tablet or some type of specific drink. And here's the other thing. There are so many sports drinks out there that are just loaded with sugar and all kinds of extra additives and sweeteners and whatever else. I mean, the FDA literally recommends every American get no more than 26 grams of sugar every day. That's the baseline recommendation. And you can easily eclipse that in one drink. Well, Bowie felt like the alternatives needed to be better. So they've come up with this really cool, squeezable product, if you will. It comes in a really small container, ideal to fit in a purse or a backpack or a fanny pack or somewhere if you're going out on the town, if you're going out for the day. Here's the thing about hydration. Hydration is so much more than just making sure that you get enough water. It's to, it allows your body to literally absorb and maintain electrolytes, nutrients, and all kinds of other things which allow the body to actually function better. This is what makes Bowie so unique and different. One container has 40 servings in it. So you just take one little squeeze in your water, your coffee, your alcoholic beverage of choice, or whatever else you're drinking, and boom, it really helps your body maintain not just hydration, but allows you to retain all those extra nutrients which will allow you to more optimally perform in so many areas of your life. So definitely give it a try. Please head over to justaddbuoy.com. Take advantage of our unique partnership and get a 20% discount on all your purchases by simply using the coupon code capital C, capital U, F-I-T, 20. That's C-U, capital F, and then lowercase I-T, C-U, fit, 20 and take advantage of getting 20% off of all of your purchases. I know that you're going to love it as much as I do. It comes in three different varieties. You can get the regular electrolyte, uh, which is a, a small blue container. You can also get one easy buoy immunity and buoy energy. Try all of them. You can also find them in CVS drugstores nationwide, but definitely go to their site and take advantage of our exclusive discount and let us know what you think. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So let's get started. Today, I have the great pleasure of having a pretty amazing guest here. He's a best-selling author um, and likes to refer to himself as the overweight person's best friend. My guest today is David Medansky. He, is, uh, he and I connected online. He is out in Arizona. David, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me as a guest, Allison. Oh, my pleasure. So why don't you tell a little bit, like we were chatting a little bit before we went on, before we, you know, went live. Tell me a little bit about your journey, because it sounds like, you know, you're, you've really kind of had a fascinating life, if you will, and an even better, you know, journey that you can actually share with your clients. In July of 2016, my doctor told me based on being overweight and my lab results, I had a 95% chance for a fatal heart attack. Ah, so he gave me two options, lose weight or find the new doctor. Not only that, he told me he didn't believe I would lose the weight because he'd been asking me for the previous eight years to do something and I didn't do it. However, with being in the 95 percentile is normally a good thing. 
except when it's a death sentence. So I took action and during the next four months, I lost 50 pounds, 25% of my total body weight. Wow. And more importantly, I've kept it off. Yeah, so well, that's like, that's yeah. so hard for people to do. People can get all gung-ho to lose the weight, but keeping it off is like a whole nother story. So now I want to help other people, you know, avoid the frustrations of losing weight. And if they do lose it, not being able to keep it off. Mm -hmm. And I can do it without going on a diet, without exercising and without counting calories. And that's what I teach people. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, so you said something else before we went live that I, I would like to, you know, go back and revisit. You mentioned that you had tried, you know, obviously tried to lose weight before and had not been successful. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Like, what did you try and it didn't work and what kind of brought you uh, other than getting those lab results and the doctor's report, what really brought you to this come to Jesus moment to actually do something about it? Well, that's correct. I had been on many, many different diets. I had lost weight, regained it, lost it, regained it, the yo-yo diet type thing. Sure. And then when the doctor told me I needed, you know, to lose the weight, I asked him what he had and he had a program. And it was HCG. And what that is, is a hormone from pregnant women. Uh -huh. And it tricks your body into burning fat instead of muscle, because you're only on 550 calories per day. And you're on that for six weeks. If you attempt to do 550 calories a day without the HCG, you start burning muscle, which is detrimental to your health. Right. What I found is there were six other friends that had also done the same program and all of them reverted back to their old eating habits after they had lost the weight, and all of them had regained it. What I did, I was always fit and trim. However, like most of us, life gets in the way with family and work obligations. And before you know, I knew it, I stopped exercising, started eating fast food and convenient foods, and the weight crept up on me. Mm -hmm. So I went back to the books I had read in the 1970s by you know Richard Simmons. Paul oh, Patricia yeah, the old, old school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jack LaLanne. And then I started reading the current books. And what I learned about the current authors is a lot of them are providing misleading or inaccurate information mm -hmm. because they're promoting their own products and services. Mm -hmm. And they lead you to believe that if you do not purchase their supplements or products or services, you're going to fail. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. And what it comes down to is just going back to basics like the, you know, uh, earlier professionals were teaching. And so I've identified nine principles that I share with people on, on what they can do to reduce weight. Most people say, well, I know that. And it's, yeah, you know what to do. You're just not doing it like I was. Yeah. There's a quote from the matrix by Morpheus. And he says, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Oh, I so love that. A difference well, between knowing what to do and actually doing it. Well, I agree. And I had a professor in grad school who said something like the very first week of class, and I'll never forget it. He said, knowledge is not enough to change behavior. And if, the, exactly. if it were that easy, you know, everyone would be like reading a book or whatever, and they'd go out and, and get the results that they want. You know, exactly. And, and uh, Joel Weldon, a uh, professional speaker friend of mine, told me knowledge without uh, using it is worthless. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what the, that's what so many people do. You know, I, I cannot tell you how many people tell me I know what to do. I just don't do it. And so my next question always is, well, uh, explain that. Why do you believe that? You know, what, what's up? What's up with that? Because we, we get used to the stories that we tell ourselves around that. 
you know, that's why, again, why I think a lot of people struggle with change. With that, and there's also a lot of different views and opinions out there, especially Mm -hmm. with healthy and sustainable weight loss. Mm -hmm. Right now on Amazon, there are over 50,000 books on weight loss, fitness, nutrition, health, healthy eating. Oh, I believe it. Uh, So you'll have one expert tell you one thing. You'll have a second expert say the first expert is wrong. And you'll have a third expert say that the first two are both wrong. Yeah. So as an average person, who or what do you believe? I mean, all of these experts are medical doctors or, you know, health professionals with credentials. Yeah. And it gets confusing. You know, should you eat one meal a day? Should you eat six meals a day? You know, should you eat, you know, all protein and avoid Mm -hmm. carbohydrates? You know, you have a balanced diet, you know again, it's overwhelming. And I like to refer to the fad diets as fat and desperate. Oh, I like that. I think that's, I think that's very true. And diets don't work. They're temporary, extreme, hard to stick with. And a lot of them are potentially dangerous to your health. Yeah. I don't even really use the word diet in anything that I teach or when I work with clients or when I have people reach out to me and, you know, I've tried diets and they don't work. I'm like, well, good. You know, so let's not, let's not use the word diet anymore, you know, because it, it, to me, it implies a beginning and an end, you know, it's not like exactly. a permanent lifestyle change. Exactly. And and that's how I refer to it. Um, when I tell people, if you want to lose weight, don't go on a diet, change your diet or change your eating habits and lifestyle and behaviors. Yeah. The other thing is with a diet, it's like a sprint. Mm-hmm. A sprint has a finish line. And when you cross the finish line, you're done. And when people reach their weight loss goal or get close to it, they feel they're done. And that's when they revert back to the old eating habits. What I like to look at is healthy weight loss as a marathon, except there's no finish line and you just keep going and going like the Energizer bunny rabbit. Oh, I like that. Kind of like a, like a, like a lifestyle marathon almost, right? Exactly. Cause that's what we are. It's our lives and it's a journey. And our lifestyles determine, you know, our health and, and our fitness overall. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So let's talk a little bit about your nine principles. Let, let's just, just get, give me, give me a couple of them off the top of your head. Let's talk about that. The first one and most important one is to drink more pure water. Uh, and the reason I say that is our bodies are 60 to 70% water, mm-hmm. not soda, not diet soda, not orange juice or fruit juices or fruit flavored beverages. The average person in the US, 75% are chronically dehydrated. And what that means is they're not drinking enough water. 73% of the US adult population is overweight, of which 42% are clinically obese. Mm -hmm. There's a direct correlation between not drinking enough water and being overweight. Yeah. The other thing is what people may not understand is when you're thirsty, sometimes you think you're hungry. And so you'll eat instead of drink more water. Yeah, that's very true. You know, my mother is a retired uh, clinical dietitian. And one of the things that she and her area of expertise was diabetes. She worked a lot with diabetes patients. And I always heard her say how important it is if you're really trying to be mindful about when you eat and how much you eat, like before you go out to eat, before you go to a party or whatever, drink a glass of water. Exactly. You know, not only will it like offset the thought that you might be hungry, but it literally like takes takes the edge off too. It does. And and what I tell people is first thing in the morning is to drink at least eight ounces of water. I drink Mm -hmm. between 16 and 32 ounces in the morning before I eat food. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you eat breakfast, it means to break the fast. 
So a lot of people are doing intermittent fasting without realizing it. Because if you stop eating three hours before you go to sleep and say you go to sleep at 10 o'clock at night and you Mm -hmm. stop eating at seven o'clock in the evening and your first meal is at nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. instead of when you first get up, that's 12 to 14 hours. That's an intermittent fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, to your point, I mean, most people don't get near enough water as to what they need. And we wake up dehydrated. I mean, honestly, so, you know, one of the, so drinking at least one or two glasses of water when you first wake up is not only good for weight loss, but it's just a good health habit in general. Exactly. And the question I get most asked most often is how much water should I drink? And my answer is a minimum of 64 ounces. However, one half of your total body weight. So if you weigh over 200 pounds, then you drink at least a hundred ounces of water, unless you're physically active or a professional athlete or exercising a lot, then you need more water to replace yeah. what you're, the fluids that you're losing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what's another one? Yeah. Other one is to eat smaller portions. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that is our food portions have been supersized without us realizing it oh, in wow. the 1900s, the average size dinner plate was nine inches in diameter. Today, it's over 12 inches and in restaurants, it's 13 to 15 inches. So what I tell people is when you go to a restaurant and you order a meal, get a to-go box right away, cut it in half, take half to go. Now you're getting two meals for the price of one and you're saving money. The other thing is in Europe, the average size dinner plate is still nine inches in diameter. Yeah. Yeah. I totally believe that. One of the things I always tell my clients to do is order a lunch size portion. You know, or sometimes, you know, if you are going to go out, you sometimes appetizers work better for dinner, you know? Oh, exactly. My wife and I, when we go to dinner, most of the time we order appetizers as our meal instead of an entree. And everything is, look at some of the calories, you know, people believe salads are healthy. Uh, They may be healthy, but they're not good for weight loss. When you add in the salad dressing, the nuts, the croutons, the cheeses and everything else in there, some of them can be between 1300 and to 2000 calories for yep. one meal easily. And the other thing is the daily percentage of nutrients on the fact, uh, the nutrition fact panels, mm-hmm. it's based on 2000 calories per day. Yeah. However, the average American consumes over 3,600 calories per day. Yeah. I totally believe that. I mean, I was reading a, a study the other day. I don't know who put it out if it was like CDC or somewhere else, but it was like, it, over 50% of Americans are overweight anyway. And, it, you know, it's largely related to lifestyle. Um, but obviously one of the biggest lifestyle factors to look at is how do you eat or feel your body on a daily basis? So that makes sense. Exactly. The other thing is people don't look at food as fuel for their bodies. Our bodies are incredible machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look at food for comfort, for socializing, yeah. Uh, for quick energy with the energy drinks and the candy bars. Yeah. Stress management or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and so if you look at food as fuel for your body and you want to give it the best fuel, you want to eat more whole and real foods and not the highly processed and manufactured foods. Totally. I could not agree more. That's one of the steps in my fit life system is energy eating. So I totally, totally hear you. That's a, a lot of what I preach as well. So what, what else? That's two of your nine. So what's next? Uh, the other one is to eat slower because ah. we're all in a hurry. We eat at our desk 
mm-hmm. working while driving while watching TV. And I call that mindless eating also. Yeah. Because we're not focusing on the food. We're focusing on what we're doing. And yeah. we turn around before you know it, your sandwich is gone. Your yeah. <laughs> bag of chips or cookies or whatever you're eating, watching yeah. TV is gone. Yeah. And you're like, where did it go? Yeah. So well, other- I remember too, like um, when I was, a, when I was a kid, I remember um, wanting, when I was wanting to have some ice cream, my mom's rule was always don't eat out of the community container, like serve yourself something. And her point was, is be mindful of how much you're eating, you know? So and well, a lot exactly. of people will just like take something and like park in front of the TV or whatever, and they're not conscious of how much they're eating. Exactly. And I used to be a very, very fast eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've learned to slow down. What I tell people, some tips are um, put your fork or spoon down between bites. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, take your time, focus on, on what you're doing. Uh, Mark David wrote a book called um, The Slow Down Diet. Mm-hmm. And in there, and I agree with him, he advocates, if you take five minutes for breakfast, give yourself 10 or 15 minutes. If you take less than 30 minutes, you should give yourself a minimum of 30 minutes for lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, you set aside time in your schedule to eat. Well, and, you know, you think about it. Um, I think the way our culture is, you know, we're, we're conditioned to do things quickly that if we don't do things quickly, we're not going to get results, you know? And, and so we become conditioned and trained to believe that everything has to happen fast. I mean, that can be anything from how you work out to how you eat, to how you shop or food prep and all of it. It has, if it's not fast, it's not going to work. That's what so many people believe. Well, not only that, the national brands advertise lose 16 to 30 pounds in one month guaranteed or your money back. And that's unrealistic, nor is it sustainable. Totally. So what I usually tell people is, would you like to weigh 24 to 48 pounds lighter by this time next year? And most people say, of course. And so I ask them, can you lose two, three, four pounds per month? Not per week, per month. Yeah. And everybody will say, of course, I could do that. I said, well, if you do that on average for 12 consecutive months, you'll be 24 to 48 pounds lighter by this time next year. Yeah. But so many people think, you know, they, they lose patience. You know, I guess is what I'm social media hasn't helped with that. You know, people, people want results quickly. And so they don't always buy into the whole long-term play the long game. So I love that. That's what you say. Exactly. Because we didn't gain our weight overnight. We're mm-hmm. not going to lose it overnight. In the example I use, is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah. So how do you lose your weight? One ounce and one pound yeah, at a time. Yeah, one pound at a time. Right. I like that. I like that. Awesome. What else? Uh, sleep. Sleep is very mm. important. You need a Good. minimum of seven to eight hours of quality sleep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have electronics in their bedrooms and it, it disturbs their sleep patterns. So I recommend not having a TV in the bedroom or not your cell phone or computers or electronics and get good quality sleep because it's very important for your body to get adequate rest. Yeah. Well, and it helps with the hunger cycle too, just as far as when your hunger hormones are highest and lowest, um, you know, sleep plays a big role in that. I mean, most people, if they let their sleep go or they're stressed out and they're not sleeping, um, they're what they find is they either start craving, you know, foods that they don't normally eat or they may overeat or undereat or drink more or whatever. And all of that has an impact on what you weigh, obviously. Exactly. And another thing to do 
is very obvious is avoid highly processed and manufactured foods. Mm -hmm. So if it's made in a lab by some person in a lab coat, it's usually have a lot of chemicals and toxics in it. So don't eat it. Uh, Eat, you know, more real holistic whole foods, you know, uh, and not the imitation fake meats and imitation chickens and fish. I mean, again, those have a lot of chemicals in it. And even if it's plant-based, it doesn't mean it's healthy for you. It's a marketing gimmick by the food industry. Oh, totally. That and everything that you buy in the store that's that's gluten-free or whatever is like, you know, I mean, while there's nothing wrong with being gluten-free, it doesn't always mean that it's, you know, lowest in calories or whatever, and can be helpful as far as keeping you going on your weight loss journey. Exactly. And and so I educate people how to read the nutritional fact panels on uh, the products they buy. For Uh example, pasta, a lot of it, the boxes, they'll say zero sodium, so many grams of protein, Mm -hmm. uh, zero cholesterol, so much of this and that. And it omits that it's 46 grams of carbohydrates. And those are simple carbohydrates, which are detrimental to you because it converts to sugar right away, as opposed to a complex carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. The other thing, tuna, it'll say in a can packed in in water on the front. Mm -hmm. If you read the back of a can of tuna, a lot of times they'll say water or I'll say tuna, water, vegetable broth, sea salt. Mm -hmm. Well, what's in the vegetable broth? Well, they can have up to 168 different compounds without telling you what's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so the only places I can find tuna packed in water is um, Wild Planet, uh, Kirlin brand, and Chicken of the Sea at Costco. Because the Chicken of the Sea brand at the stores, if I read the label, it'll say tuna water and vegetable broth and and salt. And so it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's more than just water. Again, it's misleading marketing on the front of the package. The other thing is people drink a lot of diet soda thinking it's zero calories. They don't understand the sweetener in there is aspartame. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on diet sodas. I'm not a fan at all. Well, the reason I, I bring it up is diet sodas, you know, with the aspartame cause weight gain. And people are like, well, how does it cause weight gain with zero calories? Mm -hmm. Well, there's two reasons. One, it inhibits your body from absorbing vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. So now your body's going into what they call starvation mode. So it's fighting to keep the weight on. And the second side effect, there's no 92 known side effects of it. Second one is it causes a craving for sweetness. So it increases your craving for sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, I've, that's totally true. I've actually read several studies that have actually backed that up. You know, it can exactly. actually get you to where you're eating more, you know, of what you're trying not to eat, you know. And that the other thing is the food industry is scientifically engineering our food to optimize our cravings mm-hmm. for fat, salt, sugar, and texture. Mm-hmm. And it's a called the bliss point. And that's Mm. a term coined by Howard Moskowitz, who was employed by the food industry for 30 years. He's responsible for a lot of the Campbell soups, the different Prego uh, spaghetti sauces, the different varieties of Dr. Pepper and other things. And he's proud of what he did. He doesn't care about your health. All he cares about is the food industry's bottom line. And that's what it comes down to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, you know, I just I like to think. You know, I like to think people in the food industry that come up with a new product, you like to think that that's 
I mean, obviously I'm not going to fault anybody for making money, any business for doing that, but, but they talk out of both sides of their mouth. They talk about how wonderful this is and how much you need it and how good it is for you, but that's not really the primary motivation. Well, exactly. The other thing is in the 1990s, the average grocery store had about 15,000, one, five uh, different products on their shelves. Yeah. Today it's over 50, five, zero thousand. Yeah. Now I don't know about you, Allison. I haven't heard that many new fruits, <laughs> vegetables, nuts, or berries being discovered in that time period. Ah, uh, no, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's crazy. It's, it's, um, it's quite an experiment sometimes in the grocery stores. Yeah. So what that means is that they're using more artificial ingredients and chemicals to produce what I call edible products because it's not really food. Yeah. It doesn't provide much nutrition for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So let's see, that's, if I'm counting right, that's five of your nine tips. So what's next? Uh, let's see. It was the, the water eats slower, right? Reduce portion portions, sizes, get right? adequate sleep, eat, mm-hmm. uh, avoid processed and highly manufactured foods, mm-hmm. eat more of, you know, organic or whole right. foods. Totally. Uh, focus on what you're eating yep. and keep a positive mental mindset. Mm-hmm. 80% of our thoughts are negative. Oh, imagine if you turned it around and 80% of our thoughts were positive. Yeah. So well, our, sub, our subconscious, that. our subconscious drops the bus so much of the time. And that's where all of our, a lot of our negative thoughts are limiting beliefs and all that. So for people who have struggled, say with losing weight or people who, you know, to use your word, were yo-yo dieting, there's a story behind that. You know, they're telling themselves, well, I don't know if I can do this. This is too hard. This is too complicated. Then when they fail, it's like, oh, well, that's just nothing new. That's what I'm used to. So I love your idea of imagine if we we thought more in a way that actually served us, what would that do? Exactly. And my recent book that just came out called Break the Chains of Dieting, mm-hmm. I use stories and not success stories of other people, but short stories with life lessons. Yeah, I love it. To apply those life lessons to eating healthy, and it can be used in anything in your life. Uh, for example, one of the stories at the beginning is you're the pilot of your own weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. An airplane traveling from New York to Los Angeles or vice versa, if it's off one degree, it'll be off 150 miles from the final destination. Mm-hmm. Most planes today are an autopilot, and the autopilot is correcting 90% of the time. Yeah. So what I yeah. tell people is if you get off your weight loss you know, journey and you indulge when you're not supposed to and eat something you shouldn't, don't beat yourself up. Just get back yeah. on track and keep going and keep yeah. correcting on your course. And eventually you'll develop new habits. And what people don't realize it takes 66 days on average to create a new habit, not 21, not 30 days. Yeah. The most recent research shows 66 days. Yeah. So it goes to your point that you need to be patient yeah. and give yourself time to develop the new habits. Well, and you know, we're in, I mean, we're in the, we're in the new year, you know, it's 2022. And so this is the time of year when people are, you know, looking to make changes. And yet so many people, you know, are, they're all gung ho and excited and motivated. And then a few weeks pass and, and they lose that motivation. So my thing in my teaching, and you probably do this too, is you know, I encourage people to make commitments rather than make resolutions, you know, or set intentions, in other words, because that you're 
you're starting to change the way you think about it, you're going to change the results you get. Exactly. And the other thing is a lot of people will start exercising to lose weight. Exercise mm-hmm. is very important for good health and overall fitness. Mm-hmm. However, what happens is when people start exercising, they're replacing the fat with muscle mm-hmm. and muscle and fat weigh the exact same amount. Five pounds is five pounds. However, muscle takes up a lot less room than yep. fat. Yep. And so what happens, and I had a client this happened to, is people will get on the scale after a week or two or three, and the scale hasn't moved. And they're mm-hmm. frustrated and, and they're like, why can't I drop the weight? Well, the reason is because the muscle is replacing the fat and the muscle weighs the same. Mm-hmm. So I asked my friend after three weeks that, you know, a client of mine, I said, you know, are you exercising more? He says, yeah, I'm, work- I'm walking five miles a day, riding my bike. And, and I said, well, how do your clothes feel? He goes, they're actually loose. And people are asking me if I've lost weight. However, the scale says I haven't. I mm-hmm. said, don't go by the scale. The scale is lying to you. Yeah. Go by how your clothes fit. That's your, the- how you feel, how you exactly. look in the mirror, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to your point, I feel like uh, so many people now use physical activity and exercise for more than just weight loss. They use it for, you know, a stress outlet or, you know, a, a positive way that they're working on themselves. I mean, one of the, one of the things I always teach about fitness is it's a metaphor for how you do your life. You know, the challenges you have in the gym can often mirror the same challenges you face in your life. So for someone on a weight loss journey, you know, I mean, personally, I'm always going to recommend that weight training go with that. But to your point, you know, if you talk to someone who's chronically overweight and who has never seen any results, it's probably better that they focus on that and get their, you know, hormones balanced, if you will, and then add the strength training, you know, after that. Exactly. And that's what I advocate for people is what I found is when they start losing and shedding the weight, Mm -hmm. they feel better, they have more energy, and they want to be physically more active. Yeah. And that's when I recommend they hire a professional trainer, a yeah. fitness person. That's outside my expertise. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I help well, people with the, you know, eating yeah. habits. And then like yourself, Allison, you help them with the, you know, proper yeah. way totally. to exercise and, and train because there's different, you know, people have different needs. Absolutely. Not one size fits all. Absolutely. And I also like to recommend what I, one of the things I always say is I feel like the more active you are, I feel like that has a direct result on how you eat and how you, you know, the choices that you make. I mean, people who are generally physically active, maybe not even the fittest people, but the people who are generally more active are going to make different choices than people who aren't. So, you know, for someone who's having a hard time seeing results or seeing, you know, the fruits of their labor pay off, if you will, you know, I'm always going to recommend that they try to first work on just being more active. So one of my favorite things to do is if you sit all day is to challenge yourself to get up once an hour for five minutes, pretend like you're walking to the bathroom, pretend like you've got to run an errand, but get up for five minutes and then sit back down. And at the end of the day, you've got, you know, 30 or 40 minutes of activity already worked in. Or get up and get a glass of water. Exactly. And drink the water. Yep. Instead of having it at your desk, you know, get totally. up and go somewhere. Um, yeah. I, I always start 
recommending to people to start walking at least 30 minutes a day if possible and build up to it. Yeah. If you're only able to go five or 10 minutes, go five or 10 minutes, just take your time and do it the right way and build up your strength. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's something like positive that you're doing for yourself too. And you're continuing to like nurture that. I can do this. I can do this. This doesn't seem quite so hard. I can do this mentality, which is going to help you when you have those weeks where you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. Exactly. And that's what I also teach people is break down your weight loss goal Mm -hmm. into smaller segments. So if you want to lose 30 or 35 pounds, don't focus on the 30 or 35 pounds, focus on two or three pounds a month. Yeah. I love that. And that way you build confidence because you've accomplished something. And then again, referring to Darren Hardy with the compound effect, it takes time Mm -hmm. for things to uh, have noticeable results. Yeah. Well, it's it's just like you said, you know, you didn't, you didn't get there overnight, so you're not going to get results overnight, but a lot of people want to get results overnight. So we sort of have to unwind that line of thinking too. Exactly. The other thing is be careful of the, again, marketing. Uh, by the food industry. And mm-hmm. another example of that is eggs mm-hmm. and people will be fooled by a uh, packaging that says cage free mm-hmm. or uh, organic or mm-hmm. uh, different things like that. Sometimes they'll say special feed or um, grain fed. Mm-hmm. And if it's special feed or grain fed, usually it's corn and soy, mm-hmm. which is not healthy for you. Cause if the bird is eating it, that means it's going into your system too. Uh-huh. Right. So I always tell people to get the pasture eggs. Uh-huh. That usually means they're outdoors. They per or they um, forage for their food. Yeah. They eat the bugs, the worms, the grass, mm-hmm. um, and it's healthier. It's a little bit more expensive. However, it can be anywhere from you know depending on what area you live, from four fifty to six seven dollars a uh-huh. carton. People are like, well, I can get a dozen eggs for a dollar ninety nine. I said, okay, how much do you spend on a breakfast meal? at a fast food place, most of them are five, six, seven dollars. Yeah. You're telling me you won't pay seven dollars for a dozen eggs. It's less than 50 cents an egg. Yeah. Yeah. People just don't think like that though. At least a lot of people don't. So it's that's where I come part, part, of, part of our mission to educate yeah. them different, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's say um real quick before we wrap up, um, why do you think so many people struggle with weight loss in general? The biggest thing is convenience. It's easier to go through the fast, you know, the fast food drive through. Mm-hmm. It's easier to order a pizza, a, pick up a bucket of fried chicken, uh, get a frozen microwavable dinner and throw it in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's convenience. I used to think it was stress and stress eating. Mm-hmm. However, a uh, doctor told me he believed it was convenience and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing. And the other thing is we procrastinate. We yeah. all put off tomorrow what we can do today. Yeah. Um, you know, we make excuses. I'll start after the holidays, on Monday, after yeah. our vacation, after my birthday, after right. the special, you know, dinner right. with our friends at my favorite restaurant. There's all sorts of excuses. And and so that's why I ask people, well, if you're not going to start now, when are you going to start? Yeah. Well, we make time and do what's most important to us, you know, in general. So set it I mean, as every- a priority. Yeah. Totally. And, and, and the bigger question I think to ask is why isn't a priority, a priority for people yet? Here's the funny thing else. And if you ask most people, what's the most important thing to them, most of them will say their health. Yeah. Yet that's the least they focus on or do to keep good health. 
I agree. I completely agree with you. Um, it's funny. It's funny. People, I think people after a while, they just, they have, there's so many stories going on around it and people just believe their stories because it's familiar, you know? Exactly. And I talk about that little voice in our head in the book and mm-hmm. how to overcome that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. So let's say someone out there is listening to our conversation and they're like, wow, this, this sounds really easy. Like it's something that I can do, but they're, they're thinking this is just a lot of change all at once. How would you, what would you advise them to do? Like what's the easiest thing they can do to get started? Well, the easiest thing is to start drinking more pure water Mm -hmm. and replace, you know, drinking the soda or diet soda. If you're drinking two or three sodas or more a day, reduce it in half and then Mm -hmm. eventually eliminate it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go cold Turkey right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, you know, do one little principle each week. So in nine weeks, you've done all nine principles and you start mastering them mm-hmm. one at a time. Yeah. Uh, I, I never tell people to, to focus on doing all nine at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's too big of a lifestyle change. Just oh, do yeah. Things gradually. And it has a ripple effect. And, and um, Chuck Duhigg, Charles Duhigg talks about in his book, uh, The Habit, mm-hmm. uh, about the keystone habit. Mm-hmm. And, and how one habit can have a ripple effect infecting little other habits in the rest of your life. And drinking more pure water is one of those keystone habits. Yeah, I love that. And that's a, you would think though, that that would be a fairly simple thing for people to do, but I can't tell you how many people I talk to that struggle with that. So one of the things I always recommend is just get yourself a thermos or a cup and keep it on your desk. So it's like a reminder, you know, and then when you, when it's low, you you have a reason to get up and go fill it up. Exactly. And the other thing I get pushed back on is I don't like the taste of water. It's blah. Yeah, I hear that too. So what I tell them is, you know, throw some cucumber or lemon or berries in there. A lot of times when people go to exotic places, the resorts have the water jugs full of the, you know, water with different fruits. They have fresh fruit or like you said, mint or cucumber or something like that. You know, so yeah. if you're going to treat yourself on vacation, why not treat yourself every day? And that way the water is absorbing a lot of the vitamins and nutrients you need. Yeah. Um, so you're getting, you know, two things for the price of one. I it makes love the it. water taste better. Yeah. Uh, what a friend of mine does is he gets the real stevia, not the artificial or, or stevia mm-hmm. blends. You got to be careful about that. But yeah. he throws a little bit of stevia and in, in lemon in, into mm-hmm. his water and he drinks more water that way. Yeah. Yeah, our one of our sponsors for 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 my show is Buoy Hydration, which is a squeezable hydration product, and it's really really good stuff. It's all natural, and it's you add a little drop to your water, and it and it allows your body to maintain and hold on to more, not just more water, but more of the nutrients. To your point, that water actually helps our body maintain. So it's really 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 helpful. Really great product. Oh, that's good, and, and I would just advise people to avoid the flavored waters out there because those Uh are chemically enhanced and that's not good for your body. Yeah. Yeah. I, myself, there were a couple of those that I liked that I kind of just used as an occasional treat up until several years ago. And I don't even do those anymore. I'm just a firm believer in just, you know, pure water and, you know, and I, I like to use lemon, lime, orange pieces, mint, you know, any of that. So it works. Yeah, Cucumber and watermelon is also really good too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That sounds really good. So, well, this has been great. I'm so glad that you were able to join me. Um, where can people find you? They can go to anti, A-N-T-I, mm-hmm. diet, 
D-I-E-T, mm-hmm. advocate, A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E.com. Antidietadvocate.com. Correct. And you just, have a, you just had a book come out too. Correct. It's Break the Chains of Dieting. It's mm-hmm. available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon. You can ask your local library to order it. They'll be happy to do that. Mm-hmm. So you can get it for free. It's um, also available at your independent bookstores. If they don't have it in stock, they can order it for you. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people um, aren't fond of Amazon, so it is available in other places. The other place to get it from is breakthedietchains.com. Okay. Okay. And if they order from breakthedietchains.com, they will get a signed copy. Oh, okay. All right. So breakthedietchains.com, right? Correct. Okay. So... We'll make sure that you can find all of those links in the show notes um, if you're listening. Um, so please make sure you take advantage of, um, of, of getting getting your copy. Um, I can't wait to get mine. So, um, David, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Allison. So if anyone out there is listening and feeling really inspired, feeling like maybe that this could actually work, it's certainly sound, it's very, just very simple, easy, doable steps, which is how you really change a habit for the long term. I would encourage you to reach out to David, go to one to go to his site, get a hold of his book and see what you think and feel free to reach out to him um, if you'd like to have a further conversation. Um, if you're not yet in my private Facebook group, please come over and join me there, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We're going to be doing a uh, what I like to call a later New Year's challenge. We're probably going to kick it off the end of January, beginning of February. Um, and it's going to, um, we're going to be covering some of these principles, but we're going to be covering more about, you know, easy activity principles as well. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have more information for you on that. We also have our first two destination retreats open for registration. We're going to Charleston in February, South Carolina, and back to Key West in May. Um, and we just have a few spots open for both of those trips at this point. So you can check out the retreat link in the show notes too. Um, please don't let too much time go by because these spots are filling up. And before I sign off, I just want to say how incredibly grateful I am again for all of your support. Um, every week we're continuing to reach more and more people. We're heard around the world and, um, and we are not stopping anytime soon. So just know that how much I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, please feel free to share this episode with anyone that you think needs it. And if you if you have some free time, please uh, give us a review. You can find us on iTunes or you can find us on Podchaser. And if you want to screenshot your review and send it to me or just let me know that you that you wrote us a review, I'll be happy to send you a small gift as a token of our appreciation. This is Allison Kaskowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 